A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. So. Roses are red, violets are blue, and you bet she'll be talking farming with you. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. We'll be talking farming and what's going on over the Black Sea with John Heinberg, market advisor from Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend. He'll be joining us live this morning with the latest news. Morning, everybody. How are you? Fabulous farm Farmer Pam Yankee. Glad to be a part of your Tuesday morning activities. How'd it go last night? How were the trick and treater numbers? Uh, despite the beautiful weather, I think I only had four kids that managed to make it up to my house. I know for some of you folks that are in rural areas, uh, seeing four would be a lot. Well, like I said, the talk text line's open if you want to share some of those thoughts with me. 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Use it as your way to communicate with me directly. Boy, I like the direct way this weather is delivering warm, dry weather to the state of Wisconsin. Sunshine on the way today, 70 degrees. Sunshine tomorrow in 71. Thursday, partly sunny during the day, 70 degrees. And then we've got that chance of rain. Looks like it's starting to build probably Thursday night, definitely into Friday morning. On Friday, a 70% chance of rain, 65 degrees. Saturday, a 70% chance of thunderstorms and 64 degrees. Your soil is your farm's greatest asset. Every season is an opportunity for both short-term profit and long-term improvement. The Midwestern BioAg way optimizes yields, soil fertility, and sustainability, nurturing your greatest asset. Midwestern BioAg offers biological fertilizers to optimize yields during the growing season, all the while building healthy soil for the future. To learn what a Midwestern BioAg program can do for you, visit MidwesternBioAg.com. Midwestern BioAg, better farming through better soil. The supply chain situation has reared its ugly head in so many, many ways since uh, the COVID pandemic hit the world. Bob Bosol here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And right now, as farmers are in the, the middle of their harvest, they are so dependent on tires for combines and semis and wagons and trailers. And Stephanie, there is a challenge in that industry. Yes, Bob. And I don't think the middle of harvest is ever the best time to have to get the tools you need to literally keep rolling in the field. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, especially this year, as you said, when the supply chain is just not normal. Kevin Rollwing is the chief technical officer for the Tire Industry Association. He says if you didn't plan ahead, you may be in a tough spot if you need to buy equipment tires. But we also talk about the ways you can stretch your dollar and keep those egg tires operating like new. First, we talk about this year's tire pricing and availability. There are supply issues that, that they may have in certain tires, certain sizes, on certain pieces of equipment. So thinking that, oh, I'll just wait a couple of months to buy those tires, you know, you may be waiting longer than that because right now there are supply issues up and down, you know, the supply chain and in the tire industry and, and farm and ag tires are no different. Tell me, yeah. what is the problem with tires? Where are they coming from? Is it a container issue? Is it uh, domestic transportation? Why are we seeing uh, some backlogs or delays there? 
Well, there's always a certain degree of it, especially in the farm market, a certain degree of it's going to be tied to original equipment. So, you know, you got to look at what's going on in, in uh, you know, new farm equipment sales and, and where that is. You know, that's going to be one of the one of the telltales. But, you know, right now there's they're still selling equipment, so that means they're still using tires. And, and what happened was during the pandemic, they shut down. I mean, everybody did because nobody knew how long it was going to last. And what happened was is that while they were shut down, there were still tires being used, like the the aftermarket and everything else. There were still, I mean, farmers didn't quit during the, the pandemic. They still had to work. So so the demand that they were going to be creating was still there when there was no supply being created. So that when the economy just started right back up and all the OE started back in again, and then the bigger side of, of uh, you know, the, the farm market kicks in, the aftermarket, replacement market, they just never caught up. And you got a lot of stuff coming from offshore that's sitting in a container, you know, off of uh, Los Angeles Harbor or or, uh, you know, is, is en route from overseas. I mean, you've got all those supply chains that, that are impacting this. And, yes, we can produce a lot of farm tires here. I mean, there's a lot of farm tire production in the U.S., but not enough for everything. When everything goes wrong at the same time, you end up where you are right now, which is that, and again, it could be certain sizes are good or bad. I mean, I think that's part of the issues that, that, that they may have is that, you know, if something goes down, you know, availability of, of a tire or tires could be questionable. Let's say you did plan ahead, but things go awry in the field. What are folks going to be looking at in terms of, of wait times or is it going to depend? Oh, it, it's going to depend on, it's going to depend on the size and the type of tire. I mean, again, you know, it, in the farm tire market, you just can't take any tire in that size. You got to have an application specific tire Otherwise, it's going to cause problems. So it, they don't have a lot of options to begin with. They have fewer options than than anybody else, you know, other than like uh, Earth Mover. So I, I think again, it's it's on a, it's going to be on a case by case basis. So I'm curious about the cost of tires. What do, has that increased looked like? Well, I mean, Firestone just announced a 10% increase. It was effective j- September one. Firestone's pretty big. Uh, agricultural tire manufacturer here in the US they're adding another uh, 10% and they did it they did it again they did uh, up to 14% uh, before tires have gone up tw- they've gone up 25% in the last 12 months is that expected to continue i mean what are you oh, forecasting more of the same i mean i i, I think you have to it's to be expected that, that nothing's going to change i mean it, the supply it's either the supply or the demand has to change right now not, a, not no relief that I can see. How can farmers get the most out of their tires? Well, I mean, it's it's you know inflation, inflation, inflation. I mean, I think that's the the key thing is that if if they really want to see, you know, the longest performance and and best cost per mile or cost per hour, however they're they're looking at it, um, usually cost per hour on that kind of thing. Uh, it's to keep it inflated. I mean, proper tire inflation, you know, on those having the right inflation pressure for the load and the equipment and the ground conditions and everything, if, if you get the right inflation pressure, you're going to get the best performance. And when it's underinflated, you're going to have problems. And when it's overinflated, you're going to have problems. Watching where you're driving, you know, trying to clear the, the big hazards as best as you can and not just driving over them. I mean, some of that's unavoidable. 
but again, you know, you got to remember that that um, you know the tire is is just a is just a cushion of air inside of it, and if if that air pressure is too low, then it's going to overflex, which is going to build up heat, which is going to cause breakdown in the bonds between the components, and that leads to failure. So. And at the correct PSI, I mean, do you, yes. it should be exactly at what the tire tells you? Yeah, the equipment manufacturer, whoever the manufacturer of the equipment is, they're going to have a spec pressure. That's the pressure you use. That's the, the problem is too many people go by what's on the side of the tire. And what's on the side of the tire is, is, could be a lot more than you need. It could be overinflated, and overinflated, you're more likely to an impact brake because the, the tire is harder. It flexes less. So it's much more likely to have an impact break, whereas if you're at the right pressure, then you may not have that. So the pressure is set by the, the equipment manufacturer for the, the tire and the wheel position. And understanding that, that temperature has an effect on pressure. So on cold mornings, tire pressure needs to be checked, especially on the cold mornings, and adjusted then because that's when it won't be underinflated for the load. Let's talk about checking the pressure, though. Is it as easy as just hitting it with a hammer, or do you recommend actually using a gauge? It, we call that a bootometer. If you just hit it with a hammer, you're, it's a bootometer. You kick it with your boot. That's never accurate. I mean, you, the only way you're going to know is with a gauge. All right. So, yeah, take that gauge to it. Check that pressure. And, yeah, it fluctuates. So cold mornings, check it. But when it gets hot in the day. Leave it. Leave it. The best thing, if you start every morning with the right pressure every morning, then no matter what happens to that tire during that day, if you're staying. And, and that's another thing, too, I guess, going back to what you had said before about about tires is, um, you know, how can they increase the life of tires is uh, speed. Speed is that, you know, when you're going in between, in between fields and you're, you're out roading the tires is that there is a maximum speed for that tire and exceeding that maximum speed can, can cause damage and, and shorten tire life as well. So the, the slower you go, the better. And earlier you kind of mentioned the terrain. I mean, you can't yeah. obviously control everything in the field nope. when you're bouncing around in there, but when you're choosing the path to get in and out, watch out for yeah. those obstacles. Yeah, I mean, again, it's everything. You know, understanding that, that you know, driving over the, the end of a, you know, a lot of times, and, and it's been my experience, you know, it's, it's like deer antlers that you don't see. It's uh, the stump that's already only, only broken out right to the edge of the grass. I mean, yeah, it's those kind of things that are gonna they're gonna catch you. It's it's you know catching the corner of a of a cinder block that's you know buried in something. I mean, it, it could be anything that that does it. But but again, understand that you know I guess in if if you're in uncertain you know terrain to go slow, you know because again s speed is gonna have an effect. The faster you go, the more likely you know something sharp or something like that is to to penetrate it. Whereas if you go slow, you know you, at least you have a chance. What about the farm truck or the spouse's vehicle? You know, as the weather changes, should we be thinking about something different when it comes to our auto tires? Yeah, on the on that side of it, anything that's you know rotation is, is inflation is still the key to every tire maintenance issue. A tire with the proper inflation pressure, you know, is, is much more likely to deliver the kind of performance and lifespan that it was engineered to deliver. So you can't ever overlook inflation but in in the passenger um, like light truck pickup truck rotation is what's going to increase uh, tire life because the front tires are going to always wear faster than the rears you know even in a rear wheel drive you're still going to have you know the because that side to side the turning the scrubbing from uh, turning the front axle wears off the tread on the on the shoulders a little bit faster so rotating the back tires to the front and the front tires to the back 
is going to even out that wear and, uh, if properly inflated, give you the maximum tread life. Well, there you go. Anyone that's making their way out to the field, we've got kind of all the the good information you need about your tires for this season. Anything else, Kevin, you wanted to talk about before I let you go? No, I mean, I guess if you're the last thing I would say is that if you're you're talking about you know that your part of the country, which you know I'm from Illinois, so don't hold it against me. <laughs> um, uh, you know, uh, it's the difference between an all season and a winter tire. You know, and I, and I think that would be the, the one other thing too for for that that area because people think of winter tires as snow tires, but winter tires are really about road conditions that are 40 degrees and less, and most importantly, ice that a winter tire is far better on ice than than an all-season tire when it comes to stopping distances. Understanding that if, if you're in a rural area and you're on roads that don't get salted or plowed often enough, that a winter tire is going to give you superior handling and stopping in snow, ice, and cold road conditions. You're out in some pretty remote roads and some of, those, uh, some of the big farms out there. There might not be another car for a while, so you want to make sure that you're as safe as can be in cold road conditions. Kevin Rollwing is the Chief Technical Officer for the Tire Industry Association, giving us the rundown on what you can expect this harvest season on tire availability and how you can stretch your dollar and keep those egg tires running smoothly. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Stephanie Hoff. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. In the field, the right partner can make all the difference. One that's dependable, straightforward, and is there when you need them. That's LG Seeds. From our hybrids and soybean varieties to our service and support, reliability is in everything we do. Start this season right with LG Seeds. Talk to your local dealer or visit lgseeds.com for more information. Not only is William Thomas Custom Jewelry known for creating unique pieces, they're unique in their approach. They actually encourage you to shop around at other jewelry stores first. You'll quickly realize that William Thomas is no doubt your forever jewelry resource. Experience William Thomas Custom Jewelry. They'll help you create a -a one-of-a-kind piece that you'll be proud to wear from day one. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank, your local independent bank. We are the premier provider of commercial, treasury, mortgage, and private banking services. Our team blends experience with the latest technology to make banking easier. We provide the advice and solutions you need. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. When it comes to selecting your seed corn partner, we know you've got a choice to make. At Wiffle's Hybrids, we've made a choice, too. A choice to remain independent. A choice to remain farm family-owned. A choice to stay American. So, when it's time for you to make your choice, make a statement. Plant your independence. Plant Wiffle's. An industry that feeds the world is definitely an industry worth talking about. 
This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Another glorious day on the way for a Tuesday. We'll get to the forecast in just a moment. Stu Muck, our ag meteorologist, joining us live this morning. Anything much for trick-or-treaters in your neighborhood last night? Not out in the country here, but you know how that is. Yeah, I do. I do. If it's not a relative, you don't see them. But yeah, I, I didn't have that many either. That's called a hill on a cul-de-sac, despite beautiful weather. But, you know, the thing that catches my attention this morning is how much money I paid for candy that nobody came to get. They said... Yeah, uh, but you, you and Buckle take care no, of it. No, I'm not... I really am not big on sweets, but yes, your brother from another mother will definitely yes. put a hurt on it. So the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics said that the price of candy and gum went up 13% this year compared to last. Um, wow. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, they said uh, if you want to go brand by brand... Data Assembly shows Twix candy bars this year went up 53% compared to last year. And I know I have Twix in my in my bowl. Skittles and Reese's peanut butter cups were next in line. They went up 41% and 35% respectively. If you were looking for a deal, something like a Butterfinger or a Nestle Crunch bar were a little more modest. The Butterfinger went up 5%. The Nestle Crunch went up 4 Wow. Yeah. I like all of them. Oh, yeah, I know it. See, that's just it. Buck's an equal opportunity eater when it comes to that kind of stuff. So if uh, if you're looking at your bowl of candy this morning, just, you know, maybe you hold on to it. Maybe it's a Thanksgiving treat or something like that because you spend good money on it. Holy Moses. It'll it w- never last that long. <laughs> You know, uh, it was a beautiful night, though, to have your your door open or the windows open to wait for kids if they were going to show up. And it looks like the trend continues. Yeah, beautiful conditions in store. Lots of sunshine the next couple of days. Very mild temperatures heading to above normal. Low pressure is developing out over the Pacific Northwest. There's rain, Washington and uh, Oregon, northern Idaho. That will start to edge in here very late Thursday or on toward Friday. Some measurable rain. I think we're looking at up to a half inch or more here as we wrap up the week. Could be just a little damp to start the weekend and a little bit cooler. I'll have forecast details right after this. My name is Cameron Olson, owner of Olson Solar Energy. It seems like it never fails. I get a customer turned online and their solar is producing. And sure enough, that next month I get a text or an email from that customer or they call into the office even or even come in. They want to show us their bill and say, look, zero dollars. It's always super exciting to be able to be part of that and have that joy and excitement with a customer. Go to OlsonSolarEnergy.com and start saving. Go green, save green with Olson Solar Energy. As a dairy farmer, you depend on your milk receiver pump. McFinn Technologies of Kenosha introduces the impressive Bowpeller pump. It's quieter, there's lower maintenance, as the seals last much longer than your old milk receiver pump. It offers a more powerful cleaning cycle with higher velocities, and it doesn't degrade the quality of your milk. Ask your dealer for the Bowpeller milk receiver pump, patented by McFenn Technologies, an American company committed to providing a better product for the dairy industry. All righty, Stu, bring us the good news on our forecast. Well, on this first day of November, that temperature is going to be way above normal. In fact, with sunshine, I expect a lot of us to be around 70. 
Lacrosse in the low 70s with the southwest winds about 5 to 10. Still clear right on through the nighttime. Mid 40s about the coldest will be. South winds about 5. Sunny day again for Wednesday in the 70s. 73, 74, maybe a 75 at Lacrosse. South winds about 5 to 10. Partly sunny Thursday. Low 70s again. South winds up to 15, even gusting to 25. Late Thursday night into Friday, Pam, showers develop, a small chance for a rumble of thunder, and I'd say uh, Friday, Friday night, we could add up to a half, maybe three-quarters of an inch of rain, so a little wet when we get toward the start of the weekend. Well, that's all right. By then, we probably can use a little drink of water for settle down the dust we've kicked up. Uh, at least get the dust settled, you bet. All right, buddy, we'll catch up with you tomorrow and hope for the same story. All right, we'll catch you then. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, with your Ag Weather Update. Stick around. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. At Dairyland Seed, we're all about showing you the yield. And when it comes to our line of forages, we also bring the quality. In 2021 university trials, Dairyland Seed silage racked up 272 top five finishes for tons per acre, milk per ton, and milk per acre while our Hybroforce 4400 alfalfa delivered a 6.3% average yield advantage over the competition. And 2022 is proving more of the same. Get the latest updates on this year's performance results at DairylandSeed.com. How is it that we can have smokers' lines without ever smoking? A skincare minute with skincare expert, Michelle Neeson. Smokers or lip lines can occur not only because of smoking, but other factors, such as talking, drinking from a straw, genetics, and age-related fat loss. The most simple and effective treatment for this problem is a combination of dermal fillers such as Juvederm, which can smooth and fill those fine lines as well as hydrate the lips. Also, a neuromodulator such as Botox can be used in small amounts to relax those pursing muscles. At Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie, this treatment results in a natural, more youthful appearance of the mouth and often lasts a year or longer. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. The busy harvest season creates tremendous stress for farmers, workers, and families. This is John Shutsky, Farm Safety Specialist with the University of Wisconsin at Madison. Because of the heavy dependence on changing conditions, farming is recognized as one of the most stressful occupations in America. It's also one of the most dangerous. During the harvest rush, take time for yourself. You'll be better prepared to handle the crunch time stress if you fuel your body. Eat breakfast and strive for balance when you take those important breaks for lunch and dinner. While it's easy to feel rushed, get plenty of quality sleep. Take time for your family and your friends because one of the best ways to deal with the stress of farming is to talk openly with those who are closest to you. It's also smart to take a little bit of time every week, like on a Sunday afternoon, to think about and plan your week ahead. Write down the critical tasks and goals that you have and plan for the upcoming weather, family activities, and taking care of yourself. never overpay for something if you knew you could get the product for much less elsewhere 
much like you wouldn't pay $6 a gallon for gas if the pump down the street was charging the fair market price of $4, would you? So why pay more than MSRP on your next Chevy truck? Bergstrom Chevrolet is a local, family-owned company that values your dollar as much as you do, so you never pay above manufacturer's suggested retail price. And Bergstrom has the inventory to fill your fleet or fix you up with a truck that's going to pull your toys. So go ahead, shop around, and compare that final cost. If the guys down the street are blowing smoke up your tailpipe, jacking up the price on their Chevy Heavy trucks, stop by Bergstrom Chevrolet where you never get charged over MSRP. Rebath started decades ago by two gentlemen who created acrylic forms to cover existing bathtubs. Today, Rebath is a complete bath remodeling company. We replace existing fixtures and totally upgrade your bathroom. Free in-home consultation, free custom design, an affordable new bath in just days, not weeks. Visit our showroom on Stoughton Road or Rebath.com. Rebath, making it easy to love your bath. Because of you, someone gets to go home instead of working a double. Because of you, call lights will be answered a little bit faster. Because you are the Bright Star in that facility. Bright Star Medical Staffing is looking for caregivers and nurses. Bright Star believes providing the highest quality temporary staff means better care. It's the reason you got into healthcare in the first place. Be the Bright Star in someone's life. Work with Bright Star. Apply today at brightstarjobs.com. In the field, it's good to have a friend you can count on. One that's hardworking, trustworthy, and always shows up. Just like LG Seeds. Our corn hybrids and soybean varieties deliver consistent performance across all your acres, giving you reliable yield you can expect. Start this season right with LG Seeds. Talk to your local dealer or visit lgseeds.com for more information. One of the big things out of the game yesterday in Buffalo, oh, Quay Walker, man. Quay Walker. I'm he just going to say it. That was the softest ejection ever. Yep. How many times do you see guys get in little scuffles, shove each other in piles, shove each other when they're out of bounds, blah, blah, blah? Like, yeah, he shouldn't have pushed him. But that's 15 yards. Really? Yeah. Really? And then ejected. You're going to throw him out of the game? It's a 15-yard penalty. Then he thought it was a coach. It was a reserve tight end in street clothes that was there. Uh, at first, you're like, what the hell just happened? And then when you go and watch the video, it looks like the reserve tight end just tried to help Quay Walker up. And Quay Walker, I mean, you know, you're in the heat of quote-unquote battle and tempers are flaring and, you know, a lot of high testosterone out there and, you don't know what's actually going on, but you got to have your head on a swivel, be a little more aware of the situation and not be shoving people. Uh, here is Quay Walker after the game. Uh, you know, Matt LaFleur, did you see them, like, zoom up on LaFleur's face? Yeah, he... It's always the second guy. It's always the second guy. So LaFleur is, you know, reaming him out, and rightfully so. Well, Quay Walker was very emotional after the well, game. Well, how many times in the last, I don't know, however long you want to go back, have you seen where players get in little pushing and shoving each other little scrums 
and someone actually gets ejected. Normally, it's never one it. one guy gets a 15-yard penalty, or once in a while you'll see the yeah. multiple guys get 15-yard penalties that offset. But really, to get the 15 and kicked out? Yeah, well, most of the time it's between two active players. I don't ever really... How, how often do you see the one some active player rowdy versus someone that's like in street colos on the sides? Like you, you shouldn't have done it, but that's to get kicked out. That's ridiculous. So Clay Walker got very emotional at the locker room uh, after the game was wiping away tears. And he had this to say about the situation. Here is uh, Clay Walker. So I was making the tackle on the sideline on my former teammate. And uh, I just felt as I was getting up, I wasn't on him or anything like that. I just felt as I was getting up, I felt somebody pushed me from behind. And I probably misinterpreted on what it was. I just felt the push. And I'm on this sideline. Uh, feelings just flowing. You know, I'm very hyped and everything like that. And I just reacted out of emotion. Uh, but right away, as soon as I did that, uh, I regretted that I did that, but um, it's something I'm going to have to live with and I'm going to have to face. Uh, I'm willing to do so. But uh, I apologize to the guy that I did push. Uh, although I did feel like I was pushed, but that may not have been the case. But at the same time, I'm sorry for what I did. And uh, I just got to face it. And it is what it is. From that- there you go. Uh, you don't really got to face I'm, anything. Like you Nothing really bad happened. I'm more upset about his poor play than him pushing a guy. Yeah, it's like the guy tried to help him up. Let's. If you go and watch it, and slow, like I literally just tried to help him up, and Clay Walker mis, you know, took it and shoved him. I have to live with it. There's really not much to live with. You just cost I mean, your you, team. You just you pushed a dude. A lot of things much worse happen. On the yeah. field. <laughs> I'm more upset that you are getting graded out as an average to below average inside linebacker in the NFL than you shoving some random dude on a Buffalo sideline. Yeah, who's a reserve tight end? Like whatever. Should he have done it? No. Is it a big deal? Not really. And it's even worse when you get kicked out of the game. Devondre Campbell has knee issues. Chris Barnes is on the IR. And now all of a sudden Isaiah McDuffie is playing inside linebacker. Yeah. Who's the other guy? Eric Wilson? Never heard of him. Like, who the hell is that? (laughs) Who? Eric Wilson? Yeah, the Packers are in a tough spot, man. Um, Speaking of the defensive side of the ball, I mean, Stephon Diggs was just torching. What? And Eric Stokes got benched too for a while in that game, by the way. And it was happening after that fumble on um, what was that? The uh, the special teams and Rich Basaccia, Rich Basaccia was uh, in his ass rowdy. And then he benched him. And then Eric Stokes wasn't out there for a while. Who else was Stephon Diggs torching up? It wasn't Jair Alexander. It was, was pretty it much Amos? everyone not named Jair Alexander. Whenever you saw Stephon Diggs running wild, it was Eric Stokes that was covering him. It was Russell Douglas that Douglas. was covering him. Once in a while, it would be like a, a combination of Adrian Amos or Darnell Savage with the corner that was supposed to be covering him. I, it was basically anyone in the secondary he torched, not named Jair Alexander. I'd love to get the breakdown because you know how they go and say, hey, yeah. you know, Stefan Diggs had eight catches for 100 yards against everyone else, but uh, no catches on two targets against Jair Alexander. I'd love to see those breakdowns because Jair Alexander, for a guy that got criticized for having arguably his worst game as a professional last game against the Commanders. You bet she thinks your tractor's sexy. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, this warm, dry weather has really allowed Wisconsin farmers to advance fairly rapidly on the harvest. I've got your latest crop progress report numbers coming up in just a moment. We also are catching up with John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend. Uh, the commodities are very anxious again this morning. We're not sure what Russia is going to do 
now that they basically have said they're not participating in the pact that was made with Ukraine, the U.N., and Turkey to allow grain shipments to move across the Black Sea. Now, as I understand it, yesterday was one of the biggest days on record for the number of ships that were setting sail with grain, primarily going to Africa to try to help with food needs there. But again, we don't know what Russia is going to do next. So the markets are tenuous. John Heinberg will have more details on that, I'm sure. Oh, by the way, I'm Pam Yankee. Glad to be ushering you through this Tuesday morning. Today is the first day of November. Welcome in. On this day back in 1870, the U.S. Weather Bureau was established. Our office in Wisconsin started in Milwaukee. It was the first Weather Bureau established. Chamber of Commerce building is where they had that first office. In December of 1870, they relocated to an insurance building on the corner of Broadway and East Michigan Avenue, downtown Milwaukee. Our U.S. Weather Bureau service established in Wisconsin on this day back in 1870. On this day in 1993, the Maastricht Treaty came into force. I've actually been to Maastricht. Uh, That is when they created a common currency for the European Union. We now know it as the euro. So that actually happened on this day in 1993. And now you know. Oh, you know, when you've got beautiful weather like we're enjoying around the upper Midwest, there's getting to be a little exhaustion factor that's entering into a lot of farmers' lives. It is time for us to catch up with our friends at the Steffes Group. That's S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. Our friend Ashley Ewan, one of those that's been pitching in to try to help get everything done. And like I said, Ashley, everybody's busy at this time of the year. We start to get a little frayed, and that includes your staff because you guys have just kept rolling while tractors were out in the fields yeah we definitely have and now that guys are finishing up uh our setup crews they're they're full on busy right now we've got 122 auctions coming up between now and the end of the year which is going to be quite a bit and i'm sure we're going to book a few more here and there uh sneaking in before the end of the year just to take advantage of this really good market. Yeah, absolutely. And now let's remind folks, uh, you are already probably bouncing around thinking about what you might want to invest in before the end of the calendar year, be it inputs or be it a piece of equipment. So how fast do they need to try to get on a list, Ashley? I mean, how are things moving? Now interest rates crawling up a little bit. How are things coming along as far as the sales? Yeah, really, we haven't seen any slowdown um, right now just because of lack of supply in the machinery side of things. So still, you can't get tractors. Even if you buy them, you might not even get them for next year. So guys are really searching out this good, clean farm retirement auctions that we're doing. And so, you know, on the flip side, if you get something bought, we're we're never more than two, three weeks away from those monthly consignments to get your piece uh, on and sold before the end of the year. Right. And, you know, when we talk about people making a purchase before the end of the calendar year, kind of maybe for tax purposes as much as anything, your crew is prepared for that, Ashley. You've been in the business a long time. Your folks know how to turn that paperwork and make sure they've got all the T's crossed and the I's dotted by the end of the year. Oh, yeah. We always get those questions and, and stuff. Of course, we're not tax people, so definitely talk to your accountant, but yeah, that's that's why the market is uh, so robust at the end of the year because people are taking care of the 179 deduction and and trying to how would you say not pay as much tax as they want to. Right. 
and keep the wheels turning. Are you still seeing a lot of interest? Remember, folks, the Steffes Group is not just about the Midwest. You have buyers that have uh, been from across the United States, even outside the country. Is that is that open interest still out there, Ashley? Yeah, it is. You know, we've, we've sold equipment to every state that there is in 13 different countries. So, you know, the buyers are always there, and that's why people want to use Steffes, because it's a world market. It's not just a... 30-mile radius, sell-to-your-neighbor type of thing, and that's really the big advantage. And even if you're consigning something to a consignment sale, we're still down to the piece, specifically marketing that thing digitally. Yeah, exactly, and we talked about that before. Remember, it's not just about agriculture. They also have construction. They have unique items, uh, you know, manure management uh, items that come up from time to time, and even quality hay that I'm sure will start being uh, catching some attention here once the snow starts to fly. Yeah, definitely. You know, the, the hay sales are smaller this time of year, and they just get bigger and bigger from now to the end of the year, especially in the spring. Looks like we'll have a, a better quality hay than we did last year for sale, which will be nice. Right. Yeah, and a lot of folks that may be looking at it, too. I mean, we've been talking about it a lot here in Wisconsin, uh, the feed costs and feed demand uh, pulling a lot towards the west just because of the weather conditions they lived with this year. So, again, something you want to not just uh, jump on once but kind of follow right along, huh? Yeah, and you can always go look at uh, sold results from past auctions and get a feel from uh, where the market was and where it's trending. Absolutely. Ashley Hewn along with us from the Steffes Group. Like you said, they've got more than 120 auctions coming up between now and the end of the calendar year, and you know there could be a piece of equipment or something you need uh, with your name on it as long as you get involved. You can do that by getting online, steffesgroup.com. That's S-T-E. F-F-E-S group.com, or better yet, pick up the phone and give them a call. Yes, they will answer. 800-726-8609. That's 800-726-8609. Ashley Hewn with the Steffes Group. It's inevitable. If you're involved with farming, there's always a risk for injury or worse. That's why the Midwest Farm Report and Rural Mutual Insurance are teaming up to bring a video safety series through the month of October called Rooted in Farm Safety. Each week, a new video will be released focusing on how you can be safer on the farm. Be sure to visit MidwestFarmReport.com or Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook for the full videos. So the warm, dry weather has really allowed Wisconsin farmers to keep moving on the harvest. As of Sunday, according to the Wisconsin Ag Statistical Service, we had 86% of our Wisconsin soybeans harvested. We had 37% of our corn harvested for grain. Corn silage is basically done. 50% of our fall tillage is wrapped up. We've got basically the Wisconsin potato crop already harvested and 96% of our winter wheat already in the ground. That's according to the Wisconsin Ag Statistical Service. Now, this morning, as far as the markets are concerned, everybody really focused in on what's going on with Russia, the Ukraine, and Russia's threat that they are not going to allow ships to go across the Black Sea. That's a major artery for food going to places like Africa. I'm sure John Heinberg's going to talk about that in just a moment. In overnight electronic trade this morning, December corn currently down a penny at 690. November soybeans are up 17 at 1424. December wheat after big run-ups yesterday down 8 cents at 874. Barrel cheese on Monday gained 
a penny and three quarters to one ninety four and a quarter. Forty pound block cheese was unchanged, but double A butter dropped nineteen and a half cents to two ninety four and a half per pound. November milk this morning is down seven at twenty forty a hundred weight. I am very curious to hear what he has to say about what's going on with Russia and the Black Sea, and how is the progress report on the harvest going for people outside Wisconsin. John Heinberg, Market Advisor with Total Farm Marketing, joining us live on a Tuesday morning next. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. In the field, the right partner can make all the difference. One that's dependable, straightforward, and is there when you need them. That's LG Seeds. From our hybrids and soybean varieties to our service and support, reliability is in everything we do. Start this season right with LG Seeds. Talk to your local dealer or visit lgseeds.com for more information. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Create the floors you love this season with DIY and budget-friendly flooring from Wiseway. With Wiseway Flooring's direction, you'll only need to be moderately handy to accomplish brand new floors. I'm Mike Yenser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit our showroom in Watertown, Lake Mills, and Economwalk. See how our do-it-yourself products might be the right thing for you. Commercial or residential, the wise have it. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com. Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls are exactly what your meal has been missing. Whether you prefer a soft white roll, an artisan French style roll, or the tang of sourdough, Rhodes has a roll for you. We mix, knead, and bake them in Columbus, Wisconsin. Then freeze them to keep them fresh and send them off to your favorite grocery store. All you have to do is heat the rolls up and serve them with a smile. Find Rhodes Rolls in the freezer section today. From her mouth to the field's ears, this is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, I'll tell you, every time this guy shows up, I'm so grateful, especially when it's about newsmaking items that are happening around the world, influencing your markets today. Joining us this morning, our friend John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, keeping an eye on the developments that really were making the markets rock and roll yesterday John, uh, not so much the Dow Jones Industrial Average necessarily, but boy, as soon as Russia said they were backing out of the agreement to allow grain to be transported across the Black Sea, everything popped, and it held on pretty good yesterday. So I'm just giving them the quick headline. What were you watching yesterday? 
you know, obviously, too, a couple other things coming into play in that wheat market with that strong move there. You know, that is the one that is most tied to those headlines, at least in terms of those bushels being shipped. You know, corn, obviously, is a bit secondary to that in terms of those bushels coming out of that region. And that wheat market has been just so headline driven. It's almost kind of like the bean market was when we had the trade war going on. And, you know, a positive headline here, the market would pop. A negative headline, the market would fall apart. You know, we'll have to really watch how that kind of plays out and some of the things that happen. Happened yesterday. We had a good jump out. Prices kind of fell back, and then report that uh, Russia hit a couple tugboats that were working in that area, not letting shipments out. The market jumped and finished you know, near the top of the highs in, on the day. Uh, so again, that's just going to be a powder keg that's going to continue to probably keep some support in this market. You'll also look at where the funds were. They were short 36,000 wheat contracts, so it's one of their larger short positions over the last handful of weeks here. So they got caught on the wrong side, and that threw a little more fuel into the fire as those shorts kind of ran for the hills. You know, and then on top of that, we bring in U.S. weather and the crop ratings for the winter wheat crop here yesterday afternoon. Yeah, and that all of a sudden has fallen apart. I guess we, you know, we get so caught up on our own business here in Wisconsin, we forget to take a look at what other growers are dealing with in different regions. That drought really came home, didn't it? You know, across the country right now, in the last handful of weeks, we've just seen the dryness really kick in, and that's going to be a story for down the road as we watch the winter come together and, you know, getting some replenishment possibly in these soils. But that winter wheat crop, about 75% of that crop is sitting in some form of drought in some of those areas, obviously very, very severe, strong drought conditions. So again, here comes first crop ratings, 28% good to excellent, well below the expectations, 35% poor to very poor, well above expectations for those first ratings and again that is the lowest we've ever seen in terms of those first ratings for that winter wheat crop so that's going to bring some concerns into the U.S. production now we're not seeing any pop on the overnight in terms of price but we're seeing some support you know holding on to those gains from yesterday so that'll be the big factor in this now again globally in terms of exportable wheats and things that we're trying to compete here against other countries we're struggling in that area on the demand side so the market's going to try to fight between you know do we have the supplies, as well as where we compete on the export front, which we're really lacking in that wheat market. Mm, yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah, especially as it keeps climbing. Now, the one that kind of caught me by surprise uh, were the soybeans, John. I didn't see that as necessarily tied to the Ukraine-Russia situation, but they're remaining firm overnight. What's the story there? There's a couple pieces to the puzzle working there. First off, we're you know 90% of harvested right now, or 88 is what the number came in. So we're past those where those beans that needed to move are probably moved into the markets marketplace. So we go look at the crush margins in the United States. Crushers are making good profits right now on the value of the oil and the meal. So that's one of the areas they're going to be bidding against the exporters for the beans right now. The export situation, again, watching what's going on with the river. We are getting some things moving, but obviously not the pace that we need to. But there's good competition here just in the countryside for these tight supplies of beans that are not out there. And that's causing some lift into the bean market. Throw in a couple other things on the geopolitical front. First off, Brazilians elect, Brazil's election came through this weekend. Current president was upset or got beats, and that's causing the bean market to be a little cautious, too. We saw a jump in the Brazilian real versus the dollar, making those beans a little bit more expensive and sometimes those foreign currencies move this market around plus just some instability there's a lot of protests and some things challenging that election and uh, we had a trucker strike kick in yesterday and talks of a military coup and we'll see if all those things come to play 
It doesn't sound like it might be a smooth transfer of power there, and that might just bring some stability to that. The bean market is just going to put some more premium here on the board for us. Yeah, that uh, that one, like I said, caught me by surprise. Didn't didn't expect it. And they are literally, like you said, talking about marching in the streets uh, in Brazil if uh, if they can't keep them settled down. Exactly. And, and obviously, even the presidential change, too, you're going to a little more econo- or eco-type president, a little more concerned about the environment, that type of thing, where the pre- previous president was, you know, get those acres going, you know, tear into the, you know, attack the rainforest, you know, those types of mentalities. And at least that's what the market perception is, whether they were realities. And that may be limiting some of the growth and the expansion that we could see in that area. So that's another thing the market's going to watch very closely, too, what just happens in terms of policy changes, you know, if and when. And this transfer of power does occur. John Heimberg's along with us this morning. He's market advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend. I always want to remind you that uh, you can reach out to him if you've got questions. The toll-free number is 800-334-9779. That's 800-334-9779. Go to totalfarmmarketing.com and find out more. So what's my what's my strategy here, John? Uh, what am I supposed to be doing? I mean, there's probably some folks out there that may have forward contract or, or pulled some risk management tools into play, but they might still be fooling around with a few uh, bushel off the combine that they can they can manage. What's where should I be right now? You know, obviously these things can change very quickly. Typically when we get these types of geopolitical pops in the market, they turn into selling opportunities, especially that wheat market with what's going on there and the global supplies and the concerns regarding, you know, where we are in the export front. So producers need to be active in that regard and take advantage somehow of these price gains. If this continues to go, you know, holding on to these prices through the week has been a challenge. So we'll see how that plays out. You know, that soybean market is going to be a volatile market because of the global supplies. If you're moving those beans now, find some way to keep a little re-ownership, whether buying a call through the elevator or, again, if you're locking in a floor, keeping those price flexibility options to the upside there for you. You know, and again, we've got great value out there. Please don't fall asleep on things because a lot of things can change very quickly. It's about protecting the floor and somehow maintaining some upside price flexibility. Yeah. And now looking ahead just a little bit, because there are some folks that are very nervous about things like fertilizer and whether or not we're going to be able to get nitrogen in the upper Midwest, given, again, some of this geopolitical stuff, not Brazil, but uh, instead Russia, Ukraine. How do we start, I guess, formatting ourselves for 2023? You know, as you get those inputs put together, at least in terms of some of those expenses, you need to stay active in this market. You know, 625 for corn next year may not be where it needs to be, but you got to somehow keep that value. I've been recommending as producers bring those expenses on that we make sure we cover some of those with some sales. Just from the pure standpoint, you need to keep that margin together. You know, you have to assume normal weather, normal production until proven otherwise. I know that's a concern, obviously, you said going down the road with the way things are in the, in the U.S. in terms of dryness, but that can change very, very quickly. And if all of a sudden the world supplies, you know, do seem to come around, and we have those supplies here, those 625 prices or the 1380 prices for November beans will not be there if production were to come together. Two crops is the big focus, obviously, between what's going on in South America in the spring and what goes on with our crop next fall. Yeah, exactly. Excellent summary. Appreciate it, John. Again, John Heinberg joining us this morning. The toll-free number, 800-334-9779, totalfarmarketing.com. Take a breath, buddy. We'll catch up with you next week, okay? Sounds good. Have a great week.
John Heinberg, again, joining us live this morning to help us break down exactly what's happening, not just here, but around the world that's influencing your markets. And like you said, be vigilant. 